This year's Canyon ISD football show is being brought to you by Nicole Thompson of State Farm. She's located in Amarillo. Now, she used to be the Hereford uh, title sponsor, but then she moved to Amarillo, so she has taken over as the Canyon ISD title sponsor, and we do appreciate her being title sponsor of a show here again on the S2S Sports Network. Now, if you need insurance and you're out in Amarillo or around Amarillo, Nicole Thompson is who you want to talk to. She's located at 4722 Southwestern Street, Suite C in Amarillo. You can give her a call at 806-391-1033. Her mobile is 806-881-7881. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. after hours by appointment. Of course, it's State Farm, so you know if you have an emergency, she will be there for you. You can also find her online at www.nicolethompson.com. You can also find her on Facebook. Just type in Nicole Thompson State Farm in the search. Now, we all know in these times, being you know, finding something affordable is such a big deal, but Having a good agent is just as important, too. And the great thing is, is with State Farm, you can have both. You can have a great agent like Nicole who's going to help you do things like bundle your auto and home or your auto and a motorcycle or a boat. She's an agent that will guide you through all that and help you make the right decision on which coverages are perfect for you. You don't have to worry about the hassle. You don't have to worry about all the headaches. Nicole is going to take care of that. So, again, Price is important. Affordability is important. But having a good agent is just as important. And the great thing is with her, you have both. And we do appreciate her for being a title sponsor of the Canyon ISD football show here in 2023. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. A rough start for the Canyon ISD football schools, but still a ton of positives. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the Canyon ISD football show. Brought to you by Nicole Thompson of State Farm right there in Amarillo. As you are listening to the S2S Sports Network, part of L4 Media. And yes, I know record-wise, Canyon ISD took it on the chin as the three schools went one and two. Uh, But man, a lot of positives, plus some really tough teams. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And welcome to, by the way, the first show of the year for the Canyon ISD football show, where each and every week I'm going to talk Canyon ISD football. Uh, We're going to do that with interviews, talking to media members, some opposing coaches. I've always thought that that's kind of fun. You know what your coach has to say. What about your opponent's coach? We'll be talking to some of those. Uh, And sometimes like today, it'll be just be me talking Uh, It's going to be a fun show. If you've never heard our shows here at S2S Sports Network and you're just now finding us, we cover all of Texas high school football when it comes to 4A, 3A, and 2A. Uh, We love the small town football and we love to talk it, and that's what all of our shows do, including uh, regional shows and district shows and an ISD show like this. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. I want to start with what the Canyon West Plain Wolves did as they went to Bushland and got into an absolute shootout in a heck of a game, maybe one of the best games of the state last week. And this game just absolutely started right off with fireworks. On the very first offensive play of the game for Bushland, Dawson Jaco hit Tanner Adams for 63 yards. 
and, and just like that, it was seven to nothing. And then Bushling got a turnover as Austin Ryder had an interception for a touchdown. And, and West Plains was looking at a 14 nothing deficit in the blink of an eye. But they responded, and and that's the thing that's the most suppressive thing for me. You know, I know West Plains was kind of the 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 hipster favorite in this game, and Bushland's got to return some things and fix some things on defense. But Bushland's offense is one of the best offenses in three A, and Dawson Jacko is one of the best quarterbacks in three A. We talked about that last year all the time on sideline to sideline. We saw him play against Dumas and have a great game, and even I know they lost to Brock in that game, and Brock had that valiant comeback. And, and stunned Bushland. Uh, the offense for that game against a very good Brock defense still scored, you know, uh, points. Uh, and, and for them to open up like this, no shock. But the way West Plains come, came back, very impressed with that. It was a back-and-forth game at that point. West Plains scored 10 in the uh, second quarter, 10 in the third, 7 in the fourth. But at the end of the day, for all the talk about the offense, it, it was the defense of Bushland. Uh, that created the turnovers, and that's the thing the Wolves are going to have to work on. And it's the first game of the year. Uh, you know, you're going to have these types of games. You're going to have ugly games like this, whether you win or lose. Um, I, every coach I've talked to, and you've heard it if you've listened to the shows this week, it, it's a recurring message. Every coach I've talked to ever always says your biggest leap is week one to week two. Um, one of the coaches said it best. It's like the lights, uh, the stadium lights dim. It, they're so, so bright in week one for these sophomores, these juniors, and even seniors who are really seeing their first, uh, you know, meaningful playing time in a meaningful game. The lights are so bright. The game got game got game goes by so much faster, but week two, the lights dim a little bit, the game slows down and you're going to see that happen with this young uh, Wolves team, but there's so many positives, 212 yards rushing, 327 yards passing uh, on the ground. Jordy Hernandez had 19 carries and 108 yards. King Talion had nine carries, 33 yards. Uh, look at the passing game, though, for West Plains. Very, very impressive. And again, against the Bushland defense, it's got to fix some things, but that doesn't change the fact that Reed Macon threw for 327 yards. Again, two interceptions. You got to work on that. Four touchdowns leading the way receiving for the Wolves was Jensen Phillips. Five catches, 75 yards. Uh, Kyron Wooten only had two catches, but 102 yards. That yards per catch. Hey, if you keep that up, you're going to break some records. Uh, but yeah, again, very positive game for Canyon, uh, for, for West Plains. Uh, th this is a game that when you look at where they are and, and where Bushland is, I, I, I think you're going to see... Uh, that this is a game that, that, that the Wolves are going to look back and Coach Cummins is going to look back on and be like, that was a building block game. And the same thing can be, said for, can be said for Randall as the Randall Raiders fall to Andrews in a close one, 32 to 21. Now, to be fair, I think this was a, 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 a upset. Again, week one, what, what an upset might look like in week one, you look back in six and seven weeks and you go, oh, okay, that really wasn't an upset. And that could be the case right here because, you know, Andrews is a team uh, that's done a big change. They went uh, from being a team trying to spread the ball out and throw the ball more to back into the slot T. You're seeing a lot more schools come back to that because it's an offense that once you get going, man, it can absolutely grind you down. And that's what Andrews did against Randall uh, as John, uh, John Sean DeBo had 236 yards and a pair of touchdowns for the Mustangs. They ran for 391 yards against Randall 
And let's go back to what we talked about with West Plains. Turnovers. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Kenya Randall had three uh, interceptions on the night, or three for three interceptions. Uh, and, you know, that's that you, you just can't do that. I don't care who you play. You can't do that. And especially if you play a team like Andrews, who looks like they're going to be up and coming this year. Them switching to the slot T, I think, is huge. There's just something about that slot T mentality. When it takes hold, it not only takes hold in the team, it takes hold with the football families and with the community. You, you, you want a perfect example? Uh, you go look at, like, Liberty Hill. I mean, they are the slot T mafia. Literally, that's where that came from. Uh, and, and when you look at how that 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 community just embraces that, there's just something fun about that. Franklin's the same way. Franklin runs a little bit di- different version, but it's still the, the same uh, concepts. Uh, and so for Andrews uh, to, to start this, I think is going to be really, really huge. And that's why when I say what looks like an upset maybe now – I don't think we're going to look at it as an upset five, six, seven weeks from now. I, I think you'll look at it and be like, oh, okay, I can see where that is and, and and why that game happened the way it did. And especially when you, you know, you let Andrews jump out to a 13 to nothing lead with that slot T, they can play, uh, uh, you know, keep away. Uh, Tristan Sanchez, he had a pretty solid game uh, for Randall. He threw for 217 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, you know, the, the down 13 nothing. the Raiders fought back. They made a game of it. But, again, we'll just go back to the turnovers uh, really hurt them. Uh, but if they clean that up, I, I think you're going to see – you know, I, I, I'm, I'm high on all three of the Canyon teams this year. I think all three are going to make the playoffs, and I think all three can make some noise. Uh, but for the first two, Canyon, Randall, and, and West Plains, you've got to eliminate the turnovers. And, and I know broken record first week. Uh, but, man, you don't know how quick the excuse of, oh, it's just the first week, oh, it's just the first couple of weeks, oh, it's early in the season, then transforms into that's what we are. that That's who we are as a team, and you don't want to be known as a team that, you know, that's turnover prone. Uh, even in today's world, you know, possessions used to be more maximized. Now you can have games where both teams just seem to have the ball every other minute. And, and so you might think, well, turnovers don't hurt, but it still do. And especially, again, pointing back to playing a team like Andrews that's going to run the slot T, that's going to try to run eight minutes off every time they have the ball. So let's say you let's say you even hold them from scoring, but they get a couple first downs. Five-minute drive. All right, then you get the ball back, and then you fumble in the second play. Well, boom, they not only have the ball on your side of the field most likely – uh, their offense is back on the field. Your defense is getting wore down, but you've just lost a possession in a game where you might not get the same amount of possessions as you would against a team that's trying to throw the ball more, that's more, you know, moving more at a fast tempo. And so, again, you do not want to be known as the team, uh, as a turnover-prone team, and I don't think Randall will. They, they've got Clovis, New Mexico next. Uh, by the way, that's who Canyon played, and they got the only win of uh, of the Canyon ISD in week one as the Eagles beat Clovis 43 to 14 or 15 excuse me as the Eagles jumped out early 20 to 2 but Clovis fought back made it 20 to 15 uh, and then you did then Canyon did what a good team should do you know you're going to have these runs inside games uh, again especially in today's uh, football era where points are sometimes points a minute and, and, and there's you know, so many possessions. You're just going to have these stretches where your offense can't get, you know, can't get a first down and all of a sudden your defense can't make stops. Uh, and that's kind of what happened in this game after Canyon jumped out 20 to two. Uh, it then became 20 to 15. But what a good team does 
is when they get into that situation, they get out of it. And that's exactly what happened on the very next possession. Canyon had a fourth down, and they had a decision they could either go for a first or they could go for a field goal or, or, you know, go for it. And they decided to go for it. And Boston Bell found Colt Cruz on the sideline for 16 yards and a first down. And then a couple plays later, they scored. And that kind of got Canyon back rolling again as they then scored 23 unanswered points and pulled away 43-15. to 15. Uh, and again, another game that was, you know, for the most part, played well, kind of sloppy. But all in all, I think this was a very, very good start for Canyon. You know, they got a new offense. Uh, former Stratford head coach Matt Lavorn's now the head or the offensive coordinator, and this offense was really, really good and very balanced. Uh, two hundred thirteen yards through the air, two hundred fifty-one yards on the ground. Bell, fifteen of, thir- of twenty for two hundred thirteen yards and three scores. Uh, Burris had 86 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Johnson and McGuire, Sam McGuire, they were uh, combined for 140 yards and three scores. And and that's what you, you know, that again, you're going to have runs. You're going to have these stretches where you struggle finding your way out of it and and getting back and and then reasserting that control. That's what a good football team does. And that's what Canyon did in their win. All right. Now let's go ahead and wrap up this show by talking about who these two teams play this week. Uh, Speaking of Canyon, they're going to be taking on Perryton. The Rangers lost a close one to Dalhart 33-30 in week one. This game is in Canyon. I like like Canyon in this game, and I I think it could be comfortable. Um, I, I, I would compare Perryton to Clovis. Now what Clovis does is they run an option offense, and so that can be tough in of itself. So it'll be interesting to see what Canyon does against, you know, Dalhart, I mean, against Perryton and their offense. They have a really solid quarterback in Julian Cervantes. He threw last year for 1,200 yards, but but he struggled last week at times. He had, again, first week had some uh, turnover issues, uh, but he did still lead them to 30 points in, in that game. But I, I think Canyon's just faster, stronger, uh, probably will out-depth Perryton. Uh, and, and I like Canyon to win this. I, I want to see how balanced the offense is. I, I, I want to keep that as a trend this year because I have a feeling uh, when Canyon's offense does well in the game, you're going to see that that balance is like it was last week where it's it's almost even. I think what's 215 passing, 257 rushing or something like that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that offense evolve because I feel like, you know, when you, when you look at what happened to Canyon last year and, and the injuries at the worst time, I, I'm curious to see with what they're going to do this year offensively. Losing Derek Clements, that, that, that's huge. But having the two running backs in Sam Johnson and Colt Cruz, I, I think that this offense under the new attack can bounce back and be just as good as they were last year before the injuries. Man, I'd love to have seen where that team ended if it wasn't for him getting hurt. That, that, I, I really, really think... Uh, Canyon w- was on the way to possibly winning that region. And I think that they're a region favorite this year. We talked about that on our 4A Sideline to Sideline Big R's preview show. Speaking of, if you like 4A football, uh, check out Sideline to Sideline each and every week. It's on the podcast, pe- podcast feed, Sideline to Sideline. Uh, you can also find it at s2sgrantandterry.com. Find us on Facebook, Sideline to Sideline, on Twitter, at Grant and Terry. But... In saying all that, yeah, I think Canyon beats Perry. I think it's pretty, pretty comfortable. Canyon Randall, they've got to play the same Clovis team. 
And the same thing applies. Clean up your offense. Uh, watch out for that uh, option attack. Clovis had some big plays against Canyon. And, and so for Randall, they're going to have to be wary of that. And, 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 you know, man, you always say if you're playing, if you're a defense playing option football, it, it's discipline, it's technique over everything else. I don't care how fast you are, how strong you are. If you're not in the right place where you're supposed to be and, and, and that pitch gets made at the perfect time, big plays are going to happen. You know, the, the option offense was the original spread out the defenses. You just didn't do it by formation. You did it by getting to the corner, having that pitch man, having the pitch back, spreading it out, forcing that defensive end, that outside linebacker to have to make a choice. And if you always are doing that consistently, he's going to be 50-50 almost every time. You, you can talk, talk about reads. You can talk about a linebacker watching film, all that. If you keep putting that guy out on that island by himself between the, the, the pitch man and the pitch back, he's going to make mistakes. And so for Randall, it's all about playing that discipline D. You play that discipline D. And, and you also you jump on any fumble because that, that's the one thing about it. You know, the great thing about a, a, a option offense is exciting and it can, it can do a lot of damage. But usually even good option teams are putting the ball on the turf two, three times a game. So anytime that ball hits the turf, that that you, that Randall defense has got to be on there. And, and I think they will be. And I, and I think they'll win. I don't know if it'll be as comfortable as uh, what Canyon did, but I don't think it'll be too far off. And we'll finish up with West Plains as they're going to be taking on Midland Greenwood. Boy, Midland Greenwood got into a heck of a shootout with Estacado to begin things. Uh, they ended up losing but lost 51-65. to 65. Now, th this, this is one of those games where, again, we go back to the, uh, you know, turnovers and big plays. Estacado had five touchdown drives. First off, five touchdown drives in, in a game, even in today's era, is a lot. But of the, those five alone were three plays or fewer. Big, big plays. You had an 81-yard touchdown run. You had an 89-yard touchdown run. Uh, both of those by Bobby Ross, by the way. Um, and, and, yeah, Estacado uh, gave up a lot of points, but they also got to Lincoln Madrid, the quarterback for Midland Greenwood, uh, and sacked him six times. They also had three turnaway, turnovers. They, they stopped a, a, a fake punt. So, again, that's why when you look at the score, you go, man, Greenwood gave up 65 points. Yeah, but their offense put their defense in some bad situations. Uh, and, and, and that's the kind of thing, again, early on, you, you got you, you to gotta eliminate. And for West Plains, I think that they can take advantage of this. I, I think it'll be an, another high score game. I don't think it'll be 65-51. Uh, but I think the Wolves will be able to move the ball on on Greenwood. I think that's that that's Greenwood's deficiency this year. You know they're, they're a really solid team again, and they have a chance to 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 have a really good uh, season. Uh, but it's going to be because their offense is going to outscore the quality teams when they play the good teams, and that, that's what it's going to be all about for them. Uh, on the defensive side, they came into this year uh, with only five stars. I say only five. That's half. But it was offense. Everybody knew it was going to be offense. Eight returning starters from last year's team. Even losing Rance Purser and, and Compton and, and Jimmy Vasquez. 
that offense came back pretty loaded with Dylan Dominguez and, and, at running back, Cade Rollett at, at wide receiver. It was just all about finding, you know, a quarterback to step in, and I think they have. Lincoln Madrid, you know, he was listed at the beginning of the year like he was going to play all over the field, and I think he still will. But with that game he had against Estacado, you got to feel like he's going to be the, the QB1 for a few weeks, and especially if he can eliminate the turnovers. And Estacado's fast, man. Estacado's another team that is really, really good this year. And I know they gave up 51 points, but they're very feast or famine defensively. And you saw that with the six sacks, with the three turnovers, but also giving up the 51 points. But in this game, I like West Plains. I think Canyon ISD bounces back pretty clean this week. Uh, in fact, I, I'm predicting basically 3-0. I do think that Randall-Clovis game is the one to watch out for. I, I really think that you have to, uh, you know, that, that, that option ball can cause a lot of problems, but we'll see. And again, I'm I'm picking Randall to win. <coughs> Sorry if you heard some beeps right there. Uh, my Facebook Messenger uh, thing. It was actually Nicole Thompson State Farm. As she was listening to the promo I gave her, and she really appreciated that. Speaking of, we appreciate her being title sponsor. Check her out online, NicoleThompson.com. Go to her office, forty-seven twenty-two Southwestern Street, Suite C in Amarillo, for all your insurance needs. She'll take care of it. Her and State Farm, they're in your corner. Give her a call, 806-391-1033. All right, week two in the books. Week three, we're going to talk about that. Well, next week, week three, right here on the Canyon ISD Football Show, brought to you by Nicole Thompson of State Farm, right here on the S2S Sports Network, part of L4 Media.